Hello, everybody, one and all. Um, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you are. And welcome to The Jarek Show, the only show you need to watch to get your cybersecurity fix for the week. Welcome to The Jarek Show, featuring your hosts, Javad Malik and Eric Krohn. Timely topics, poorly presented. And of course, when I say a cybersecurity fix, I don't mean it in a drug druggy way. I mean it in just like you're up to date with stuff. Anyway, speaking of druggies, Eric, how you doing? Where did that come from, man? Like, what? I, I don't even drink much. Like, anymore. How would you? How would you throw that in there as speaking of druggies? I, <sighs> kids, I'm sorry for this at home. How you doing though, Javad? Better than you, I think. How about you? I'm I'm okay, man. It's uh, crazy times, crazy times, my friend. But here we are, right? It's Friday. It's the end of the week. We're getting ready to go into the weekend Super Bowl Sunday here in the U.S. Um, Or or the the Taylor Swift Bowl, depending on who you are (laughs) and and what you're hearing about it. Um, It'll be interesting to see how many people show up that aren't really sports fans just because of some other stuff like that going on. Well, in the history of sports, that's pretty much always been the case. There's always like a celebrity corner or something, you know, boxing's notorious for that famous people, rich people being in the front row. Yeah. Yeah. You see Uh, that in basketball too, like down in the front row, the the Knicks and stuff like that. And then, you know, there, yeah, there's always that like other thing that draws the people that aren't into this, but like NASCAR, it's beer. It's a lot of drinking and, <laughs> and that's, it doesn't matter after that, but you know, they just show up to drink. If you don't like car racing, whatever, there's still beer. Yeah. I think it's going to be like that. You know, I, uh, as, as, as a Brit, I, I, I struggle to see it as car racing and more like cars going round in an oval for like five it's, it's <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've never gotten into NASCAR. You know, I've, I've thought, okay, since I live down here in the South or South of the South in Florida, th- th- maybe I, I'd go check this out. I mean, we're not far from Daytona 500 and stuff like that. So maybe one of these days uh, I'll go see one of those, but I, I just, I personally don't get the go fast, turn left, turn left, turn left thing. I kind of like where you're turning multiple directions and honestly, I like drag racing more, which is just driving straight, but doing it very, very quickly. Is so, that is that where men dress up as women and go running really fast? Is that drag racing? Okay. So <laughs> do you have any smart devices, Eric? I think I feel like I ask you this question. Um, let's just say I have more smart devices than smart co-presenters. Okay. Okay. <laughs> good. I shall let James know what you said. Anyway, um, apparently, three million. This is according to Fortinet. Uh, smart toothbrushes were hacked. I note the air quotes when I say hacked. Yeah. And yeah. and they were used in a massive DDoS attack. So this is like the the mirai on steroids or something and yeah. uh, mm. let, let, let's just go over the over over the really quickly they gave no details but they said they were part they they were put together they launched a ddos against a swiss customer 
I believe it was in Switzerland, and then uh, they were offline for an unspecified amount of time. Uh, this was picked up by multiple, multiple outlets. Oh, yeah, all over the place. I all heard over the place. place. Everyone's like that. And at the same time, in the cybersecurity verse, uh, people were like scratching their heads saying, no, they they hardly any of them actually have Wi-Fi. They, they've got Bluetooth. They connect to an app on your phone. They yeah. don't really go on there. And even if it does, I don't think there's three million of them out there and, you know, whatever. It just, it smelled wrong. It did. It did. And um, yeah. then after asking the journalists and Fortinet for comment, they came out and said like, oh, it was just a hypothetical scenario that yeah. we explained into the journalist and they took it as fact. But then the journalist came and it was it missed in translation or something. <laughs> like, no, no, you. It's, it's all the finger pointing here. Yeah. yeah. No, but you said... It turns out, yeah, that it really wasn't. Um, apparently, it does not seem like that was actually a true story. It was mostly hypothetical. Um, and yeah, it, it's it's funny to see how fast this stuff spreads, though, without anyone really checking the facts, right? It, mm. You're right. It blew up all over the place. Um, it, it's always, I don't know, the, the more outrageous the things are, the, the more it seems to spread. I mean... It's kind of funny because I got quoted in some stuff this week, um, or maybe it started last week, I think, uh, on some media stuff about the Neuralink. Mm. Right? And, and I'm like, okay, look, you know, right now it's it's just to control devices, but there is a risk anytime you tap directly into the brain that, you know, things are going to be going the other way or whatever. And I, I made some comments like, you know, imagine how bad it could be if you were unable to distinguish reality from, you know, from the, the fake stuff because it's being fed straight into your brain. Like, how would you do that? And it was kind of put out there as a hypothetical worst case scenario. And I noticed that that got picked up all over the place. And I'm like, I really hope people aren't thinking I'm like running around with tinfoil hat on or something, but, but those kind of things do get picked up and, and spun off very, very quickly. Even if it's a small piece yep. of whatever it is you're talking about. So would you ever personally consider a neural link implant? You know, I I don't think the benefits are there right now to be honest with you. I mean, I I where I where I said I think that this is very valuable is honestly um people with restricted motor skills and stuff mm -hmm. like that being able to control stuff. I don't see it as a big advantage right now cuz you're controlling a device the difference is you're not speaking to it or or clicking on it, right? Um so there may be some additional but i don't think i'd let them drill holes in my head simply so i can remotely you know change a phone screen or google something i we're not <laughs> yet no no we're not there yet absolutely but um but, but on the toothbrush story i saw this and i thought this was hilarious <laughs> <laughs> ouch ouch and i you know i hate to we don't know what actually happened there as far no. as whether Fortigate really, you know, we're, we're going to have to discern from that. But there's a lesson to be learned here to, you know, to to, to question some of this stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I think the, the dangerous thing is, so while some people are spinning it as, okay, it's a hypothetical scenario that could happen. Yeah, yeah. And it's a reminder to secure your 
IoT devices, patch them, change the password, whatever. On the flip side, this is like the industry that cried wolf. Uh, it's like people excessively sharing or bigging up threat or hyping up threats that don't really matter. And when you start telling people, oh, your TV can be ransomware, yeah. your, 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 you know, washing machine can attack your refrigerator, your, you know, your toothbrushes can launch a D. It's just so much. And you, you end up with this people with this feeling of, um, uh, you know, hopelessness or resignation. There's, there's a, you know, apathetic towards it all. And and we don't want people to be apathetic towards these things. We want them to take it seriously when it is serious. And by fluff pieces like this, we're not doing anyone any favors. Yeah, I mean, it is it something that that you should be concerned about? It's always something to keep in the back of your mind. Like you said, IoT devices. We need to update them. We need to do stuff like that. Like uh, I, I had another comment up earlier this week. I just pulled this up. We're, we're talking about Chinese hackers fail to rebuild a botnet after FBI takedown, right? This was a botnet that was built using like old pro VPN switches, like some Netgear stuff. I think there was some, yeah, there was a bunch of different like older end of life technologies that were being used in this botnet, right? Mm. And it kind of brings up the fact that with, with IOT devices, with small office, home office routers, with that kind of stuff, this is going to be a problem, especially for those that are, you know, made in China, they come in, they, they have no updates ever. The manufacturer has stopped supporting it at the time. They just start selling it and then move on to the next, you know, AC, whatever. Mm. And these things still run out there. They're doing great in a closet at a dentist's office, right? So why would why would they replace it? We have a lot of issues that are going to be out there with IoT stuff like this that's mm-hmm. going to be end of life. And the longer we go, the worse it's going to be, honestly. Sorry, this is a little rant I have about these sorts of things, right? I, I hate these cheap Chinese cameras and stuff that people connect. They, you know, UPnP out to the internet. And wow. next thing you know, they're they're vulnerable and there is no way to patch them, but people don't know. Anyway, let's speak about the French. Ah, Ooh la la. Oh, bonjour. <laughs> <laughs> so hold on to your baguettes because... A French company that handles payments for health insurance firms suffered a major data breach that possibly put sensitive information of millions, millions, I tell you, millions of people at risk. Um, the website of, of Viamedis, Vimids, Vimids probably, um, is offline. Um they stole client in personal information, income, marital status, date of birth, social security number, name of their health insurer, and guarantees available to third-party payers. So there was well, two banks. Yeah, what I thought was interesting on this, Javad, is so many of their systems were down. They made the announcement on LinkedIn. Like, here's your breach notification wow. on LinkedIn. Okay. I mean, it, when, when you're that that badly hit and you got to wonder like maybe they don't have access to their customer records anymore to actually notify mm. them or tell them but 
using LinkedIn as a breach notification um, spot because their website is down and everything else is down. That's wow. That's, that's not a, that's not a great idea in my mind. What do you think? You say that. I don't know. Maybe that's part of their disaster recovery plan. Assume <laughs> breach, assume everything's compromised and we won't use emails until we've got a third party to assure that it's all good. I'm being optimistic here. I doubt that's the case. I think what you're saying is probably true and it, it's a thing, but also I, I think it's not a bad, bad shout because if you're compromised, hopefully if you've got your social media accounts tied down securely, like with MFA and what have you, which again, it's unlikely, you know, a lot of times they, they will get, but if they're un, then at least that could be a trusted path of communication. But yeah, it's odd. And it's not something that everyone would would use or have access to or what have you. So, I mean, who wants to go through all the trouble of changing a DNS record for your website to redirect to a WordPress page that's free and brought up for no reason very easily that says, hey, we're experiencing a breach? Mm -hmm. Why would you want to do that instead yeah. of putting it out on LinkedIn and just leaving your website down? Yeah. I, I, I see where you're going with this, but maybe yeah. maybe, maybe it's like... So they can say to the regulator, but, but monsieur, we put a breach notification out there. Sue me. <laughs> I think they just surrendered. Yeah. It <laughs> goes to a blank white page. <laughs> oh, oh sorry to my French friends. Uh, you don't have any French friends. It's <laughs> no one does. Not even the French. <clears throat> <have> French friends. <laughs> right, right, right. They do have really good baguettes, though. Dear. Uncle Sam sweetens the pot with $15 million bounty on Hive ransomware gang members. You know, we see a lot of these kinds of bounties have gone out in the past, like 10 million if you can tell us who done this and yeah. 50 million. Has anyone ever, like, you know, has... I, I mean, if you're in North Korea, are you going to be like, oh, come here, mate, come here. Let me just, like... And like push them into like a, a a black ops helicopter or something. They they come in for an evac and, and what have you. I don't, I well, don't know I if got, it works. I gotta Don't wonder they? how this would work if somebody did turn somebody in. Would that be made public? Right? Would that be wise to say Bob turned into the leader of this ransomware gang for fifteen million dollars, <laughs> and we haven't seen Bob since they collected the check right? yeah. <laughs> like like you know it's not like the lottery which the lottery legally they kind of have to put out there here at least uh so and so one like there's there's a point in time that 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 has to go out there and people put yeah. trust in place and things like that but you know imagine pissing off a ransomware gang like this that's russian backed or something like that you know um you got to wonder how often this actually works. I don't think we probably really know that. But then somewhere there's a line item in some government budget that's like, <laughs> and we paid out X number of dollars to, yeah. you know, it's a matter of of knowing that. I That's a lot of money, though. I mean, can is. you imagine how tempting that would be? If one of us was was offered $15 million to rat the other person out, I'd do it for free, honestly. I, yeah. I, I'd write you out for free. I couldn't be there fast enough, for sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. If I thought it would make things uncomfortable, <laughs> I might pay them to come. Yeah, yeah. 
mess with you, but kind of like I do whenever we go through the uh, the TSA checkpoints. Yes. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, but I mean, I would assume like the only way someone in one of those countries would turn someone in like that would be like in exchange for like they 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 what's the term defect they they oh, say like yeah. give me immunity give me a, a, a you know u.s citizenship and then i'll turn in bob thing is though they're not always in like a communist country or north korea right i mean look at what happened when when everything came apart with the ukraine war and you know the russians and the ukrainians started battling and and dumping uh you know, source code and stuff like that at the time. I mean, it's not like they're all sitting out there. And how many times have people been busted in like your your area there, right? Like in London, where there was a couple of kids that were busted in a group not too long ago. I think that were, yeah. you know what I mean. So it's it's not always like that. No, um, but who knows? I mean, it could be as simple as saying so and so's on a plane going to land in germany going to be there for an hour you know and mm -hmm. and they can extradite we've we've seen that kind of stuff happen too yeah yeah we've seen we've seen so all interesting stuff but you know probably it's more of a it's more of a like a statement than anything else that we've got our eyes on you we're dedicating resources to catch you so you better back out now unless you want the full might of the us military well i'm i want you to know that i'm dedicating today to figure out how i can frame you for that so i can collect Thank you for that. And we will see you next week unless I've been black bagged or something. Anyway, uh, until then, stay secure, my friends.